Hey photographers, today we will hear from another successful business owner who is reaching their financial goals by selling photography. Here's your host, Tavis Guild. Hello everyone, Tavis here. Welcome to the Selling Photography Podcast. I am so excited. Today we have an amazing guest with us. Craig McNeil is in the house and he's over in Denver, Colorado. So all my Colorado friends say hello. And he's been in business for 30 years running a McNeil designer portraits. He says his love of the outdoors and passion for photography translates into beautiful family portraits that are cherished for a lifetime. His greatest joy is unveiling the final art for the first time and seeing the look of enthusiasm and awe that his photography brings to his clients. And so welcome with me, Craig. You are, you're here with us. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> hey, thank you, Travis. Yeah, so I love, with selling photography, the goal is to get as many little just just nuggets of, of goodness that we can apply, be encouraged, or even just have a vision cast for us. And, and so, you know, I thought it would be fun to start with looking different, you know, so in a, in the photography world and in industry, sometimes we see similarities across the board. And, and so something that I know you're passionate about is this idea of looking different. Tell me a little bit about that. I think in order to stand out, and especially in the day and age when everybody has a camera in their phone, I always say, what makes you different? Because it's what makes you different that sets you apart. So I think people say, well, how do I be different? I think the challenge, if somebody was listening to this, is to write down 10 things that specifically make you different. Don't copy anybody else. What do you do? What do you love? What's your passion? And if you say, I, I don't know. All you got to do, I learned a long time ago, if you really want to know what to do in your business, look at what everybody else is doing and do exactly the opposite. <laughs> it kind of goes along with the saying, you know, the riches are in the niches or, or so, you know, I don't know if you've uh -huh. ever heard that. But yeah, no, the, I, I love that idea. And so when we're thinking of that, how to be different, we're looking at all these other businesses and saying, hey, okay, I'm going to focus on something in a totally different direction or maybe an unserved direction in our different markets. And so when we're doing that, what, what is it that we're focusing on? Like, well, we I think when you talk about being different, it's really how do you celebrate flat out being different in your style of photography, mm -hmm. in your products, in your presentation and how you, when I say presentation, that can be presentation from the time somebody meets you, how they look at you, what your studio or your office looks like. I think it incorporates all of that. And I think it all goes into the, what are 10 things that make you different? And I think that that's really where, you know, you need to, you need to look at yourself and what you're doing and try not to be like anybody else. In a world in which we live, we're all looking for that magic bullet that that's going to, you know, get us over the hump. And so a lot of times we look at what everybody else is doing and try to do some kind of an offset or imitation of what they're doing. And I think to genuinely be authentic is really what people pick up on. And that's what people want. In a day and age of sameness, where everything looks the same, for example, do you offer products that you can get at Walmart, Target, JCPenney, Costco? Don't, don't do that. Yeah. It's just that simple. Do something different. And it's, you know, to step outside in the world, I have no problem with that. You know, my background... I had a, and then another lifetime was skiing. And if you, you know, if all the crowd was standing here at this lift, 
go to another lift where there isn't anybody. You know, if everybody's on a given run, go to a run where everybody's not. Usually that's steeper, it's deeper, it's more challenging, but there's less people there. So I learned that, you know, just through that and how it applied to what I do in my photography, it's like, look at what everybody else is offering and do something completely different. Yeah. Well, I think that goes along with, you know, too, is kind of becoming an expert at one particular thing also, because not only are you looking for things that no one else, you know, is doing or not a lot of people are doing. I love the ski analogy. I've just been seeing some photos of people, you know, actually over in Vail, over in your, your neighborhood, and the lines are just like <laughs> up the hill. So, so, for example, I was there yesterday. I was skiing in Vail yesterday. I was with a friend. And, you know, we were there. We were first chair at 8.30. Not a soul on it. Of course, it was a Monday. Don't ski on a weekend in Vail. Yeah. It's heinous. But it was the same type of thing. We were skiing in the back bowls, and we were skiing on teacup lift, and then we skied China Bowl. And when the crowd started showing up at, you know, the China lift, we went over to, to a blue sky. And when it started getting crowded, it was just staying in front of the crowd. But that's a perfect example of I'm not a follow the crowd kind of guy. So, you know, you were just saying as far as, so, you know, where are we going with this? And I think, you know, I drill it down and say, well, what's your focus? And, you know, as photographers, it's not meant to be a pun as much as if you look at successful photographers, the really good ones in the business, and we could all name names, they generally do one thing better than anything else. Yeah. I don't care if it's boudoir or, or families or weddings, but if you look at the greats in the business, the people that are coming to you and using your services, they probably excel at one thing better than anybody else. And that's a good clue as far as what you should be doing. I see, I go on a lot. I love looking at other good photographers. I love going on their websites. I love looking at the work. And it can almost be depressing when you go on somebody's website and it's terrible. Well, just <laughs> not, not, and maybe it's, you know, the presentation, but, you know, if you try to be all things to all people, then you end up being nothing to anybody. Absolutely. And, and so, so I think the theme is, for me, if I go on a photographer's website and they do babies, seniors, food, families, headshots, architecture, maternity, boudoir, you're trying to be all things to all people. And typically what happens, Tavis, is if you went on that website and you looked at all their work, there's probably one thing that just seems to pop or stand out that they do better than anything else. That's what their focus should be. Now, with due consideration, you got to consider, you know, a lot of people say, well, I can't do that in my market. That's not possible in my market. But the, the more narrow you can be, and the more you were just saying as far as what makes an expert or how does somebody perceive you as an expert. For me, I do family portraits. I do them on location. Obviously, I've got a mountain backdrop, which makes me the envy of most of the, you know, you know, the rest of the world because of where I live. I live in Mecca for locations. I mean, it's just, it's stunning. There's a world-class location in every direction that you go. And so I'm very fortunate. But that's a perfect example of I use that in my favor. So what can you use that makes you the expert as far as who you do, what you do, and how you do it? Yeah. Well, so there's an acronym that goes along with with focus that I, I heard a long time ago. It's follow one course until successful. And that's, you hit the nail on the head is sometimes we are, you know, seeing other photographers that are maybe on the struggle bus and and you say, okay, well, let's talk about this. Let's unpack this. And you go to their website and you start to look like, well, you do everything. 
you're doing pet photography, you know, you listed all, you know, boudoir, family, you know, parachuting, cows. I mean, just whatever, <laughs> whatever phone call they get and they say, I'll pay you. They're like, sure. And it, that's the danger of it, right? Is when to well, say no. And then, and then also what to show is a big part of that is that you don't necessarily have to say no to someone calling to give you money, but that might not be what you want to be known for. That might not be what you need to show. Oh, well, you know, I just saying what's your focus and in, as far as what do you, what do you excel at? Mm-hmm. Number one, then if you have that, then what's your particular style? Because you can, and what we're all, we're doing right here is going from a general perspective of doing everything to becoming more focused on, doing something and we're talking about photography so doing something that whatever that is what's and it could just be just a, a minor tweak that may, gives you a whole different aspect and in the world in which we live i think it can be depressing if you look at what everybody else is doing going, oh, I, I could never be i could never do that it's like that's a pretty pretty self-defeating mm-hmm. perspective and you were just saying you know what, what you just said previously, I think it's like if you're on the struggle bus, which was your term, <laughs> my, I, I think that that becomes a matter of, for first of all, confidence, faith in yourself, and, and being able to persevere to see that through. Because the world in which we live, it's going to beat you down. Whether it's people want a cheaper price or, you know, they, they, we can go down the street and get, get that. So that's why you have to be. I use, you know, Gill Canvas is a perfect example. Why do I use Gill Canvas? Because I think that they're the best in the industry. There's a lot of other companies that do a bonded style of canvas, but I don't think anybody else does it better, which is a perfect example of why I use you. Kudos to you for that. <laughs> Thank you for the kind words, definitely. Well, and, and that goes that goes down the, the same topic that we're talking about is we're talking about being successful at one thing. And, and when you're focused on kind of that one thing also – you kind of get these 10,000 hours accumulated where all of a sudden you are so much of an expert in one specific area that success truly follows you. I, I think of a pilot, right? You know, they're, they're flying. They have to have so many hours before, you know, they, they have passengers mm-hmm. and, and all different licenses and ratings and, and all that stuff. But I can tell you right now, if a emergency were to come up and these pilots have these you know, well over 10,000 hours, but you know, they, mm-hmm. they have these amount of training and exercise. Well, you know, a guy could have an engine fly off the plane and, and you'll hear him say, uh, tower, we just lost an engine. We, uh, that happened. Totally that, calm. That, totally that happened, calm. That happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. That's right. But, but no, the pilot is totally calm, collected. He knows what the next step is. And I feel yeah. like sometimes when, you know, as photographers, and I can think back to some of my own struggles, is that I didn't, I wasn't spending enough time in any one thing. So therefore, my confidence, which is what you talked about, you know, my passion and, and just the comparison of other photographers was the absolute thief of joy that I could have been receiving, you know, in this. I love the, when I was talking about your, your bio, that you love do unveiling these family portraits to these clients and seeing that enthusiasm and that joy because you chose to focus you chose to be excellent at that at your craft in that specific vein and do it incredibly well so to our listeners i challenge you it's like what products or services do you offer that can help celebrate your style obviously guild canvas is one of them so 
because of that, you can charge more. You don't have to be the cheapest guy on the block. I mean, everybody that's competing is competing with, they think they're competing with the photographers in the other area as compared to the products and services and who you are, who the personality is. You know, obviously, if you're a photographer and you're doing people photography, mm-hmm. you got to have a personality because if you don't. And so I think that if otherwise you're just a commodity. And if you're a commodity, that means you're just trying to be the cheapest, which is not a sustainable model. You know, it's also going to be a struggle to succeed. By default, if you're unique, different, offer a product that Joe consumer can't get anywhere else except from you, you can and you should charge more. One of the examples I always use is potato chips. You know, nothing's more common than potato chips. You can go to the grocery store, Quickie Mart, and you can buy, you know, buy a bag of chips. And if you go to any place, then you're basically buying on price. But you know, look at look at premium potato chips. That's a good example. You know, let's just say, and I'm going to hypothesize that you know the potatoes are growing on the Himalayan slopes and they've been fertilized by the spotted snow <laughs> leopard at elevations higher than twelve thousand feet, and they've been aged in barrels, you know, Himalayan oak barrels for twenty years. You can sell the darn potato chips for twenty times more. I mean, the kettle chips you buy in a natural grocer are more expensive for the same reason. Coffee's another one. I mean, we've all seen the movie The Bucket List where they talk about Kapi Lua coffee. Well, it's really a coffee. It's made by Volcanica. And if you go on Amazon, a pound of that sells for $400. $400 for a freaking pound of coffee? you got to be kidding me. And that's exactly the point that I'm making is what is it that you do and how do you present it that allows you to charge more and be justified for it? You're a perfect example once again. I mean, could you go somewhere else and get something that's that's less? Maybe, but it's not the same thing. It's not what you do. I think, is, let me ask you, Tavis, is, is yeah. there anybody else that does what you do in North America at the level that you do it? <laughs> well, I... The short answer is, is every time I've, I've ever, I, first of all, I don't like to compare because I feel like that's kind of unfair I, because it, it's an apples to oranges. There's just a truly a different amount of craftsmanship and expertise and there's the story that goes along with it and it, it, adds, a, it adds a lot of value. And so when it comes to, you know, products... You know, you talking about Guild Canvas, which is for you listeners out there that that haven't gotten to know me much. That's a company that I own that we supply, you know, handmade canvases to photographers. You know, you're talking about something that is has a story, but is the the highest quality in one particular vein that you can get. And so what that leads to is us photographers being passionate. And so when we're offering a product, if we're not passionate about that product, our clients can sniff that out from a mile away. And you you can lose a sale without even... Uh, have you ever been in a room, Craig, where someone's talking about something you've never heard of it before, but their energy and their passion behind it, you're just, you just want to... Whatever it is you want, because it's contagious. Our clients say the gonna, same thing. I was just going to say that passion and enthusiasm for what you do is contagious. People just pick it up. You know, the old thing is, well, what if I don't have passion and enthusiasm? It's like, fake it till you make it. And, that, <laughs> and it doesn't mean, it just means you kind of have to, it's not by drinking more coffee. It's just a matter of just, of just believing in what you do, loving what you do. I love what I do. Now, I've been doing it for a long time, and I think you do anything, you gain the experience. I mean, we've all, we all fall on our faces. 
we all make the you know dumb mistakes and i mean to this day we still we're all making mistakes but it's just you know uh taking the mistake saying hey don't think i'll do that one again or try not to and move on so you can continue to grow and going back is maybe it wasn't fair to say is there anybody else you know in north america <laughs> i i think it was, it's from, okay it's okay <laughs> well from my from my perspective it's just that i think that you offer a great product that's not been replicated just from my limited perspective so i appreciate that and, and the products that i offer i'm i'm looking for one of a kinders yeah. that set me apart both in the product that i'm offering and what i feel i can charge what the market will bear because there are always people out there that are gonna they want the best they expect the best and they're willing to pay for the best so if you can develop that kind of a mindset then you can succeed yeah so i mean the Really, what we're talking about is the amount of psychology that goes into just getting ourselves in the right mindset oftentimes is the the path that we get taken on you know for success yeah. like being able like so to, to recap that that whole part is is being able to focus on something, gain experience that's beyond and surpasses everyone around you where you're you're the expert and then I love your coffee analogy of you know when we add a story to the portraits we're creating, the value uh, increases so much. And yeah. so when you can, you know, I, I love this concept that, that's out there of making your clients the hero of the story that's being created. Like when, when their portrait's on the wall, and you can, for our listeners in any genre, high school seniors, boudoir, family, but if, if, the, if the subject matter on the wall all of a sudden becomes that legacy item and whoever initiated that, whoever made the decision to have that on display is now the, they're now the hero of the family because, you know, who knows what's, what's coming down the road, but you can always look back on that special season of life. I enjoy, you know, something that you, you do very well is you help create the value. You offer a service where you can actually show somebody how you are making their image and they can use that in their marketing. That's a perfect example of how you can be different than everybody else in your neighborhood or anywhere else for that matter is that, you know, you can show your clients the amount of work that goes into it, the hands that touch it, the artistry that goes into it by default that allows you to be specialized in a product that you offer regardless of the style of photography you're doing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, let's shift gears here a little bit because I want to make sure that we're kind of adding value across across the board here. And so I, I have this this question here, Craig, and, and I want you to think back to a time in, in your business where you were in a similar position. And so let's say that you had... $10,000 to put somewhere in your business that would have the the most impact, the most, you know, what, and you can define impact however you want, but usually that means growing success. So think back to a time, where would you have put that $10,000 that would have added the most impact to your journey in photography? Well, I think, you know, in doing this for 30 years, there's been a lot of evolutions. So when you first start off, do you have a decent camera? We're photographers, so we're always chasing after the latest and greatest. The latest and greatest don't necessarily mean you're going to be a better photographer. So it's like get a good camera that's going to produce the results that you want and then learn how to use the camera. A lot of people are intimidated by that. They put it on P for program, and that's about it. But <laughs> in the day and age of YouTube, 
where you can basically type in any subject that you want about anything. I don't care what that is. And there's these little video clips that'll come up and they'll, it'll walk you through something, you know, and teach you how to do it. So going back to your question, it's like, do you put it into equipment? Do you put it into your, you know, office or studio? Do you put it into your, you know, what you're willing to spend on the materials? Do you put it in your marketing? A lot of people would say, hey, you know, let's take the 10 grand and put it in marketing. Because if you don't have leads and you don't have customers knocking on your door, all the other stuff is superfluous. So, you know, I think it just depends on where you are in the journey that you're on to be a better photographer, to be a better artist, and whatever that looks like for you and how you define that. Because it's easy to it's easy to throw money at something, but you know what kind of return are you going to get on the investment that you have? And I think that's an important point. That you know, if I got this much money, you know, will it will it do something for me to allow my business to grow? Yeah, and of course, you know that ten thousand dollars is completely arbitrary. For some, it may be I have ten dollars, and for others, that you know they may have you know sliding scale somewhere between or, or above. <laughs> But I do love, Craig, that you, you thinking back to, you know, in, you, in your journey, that equipment, you know, obviously a, an artist can create art, you know, with, with even just a phone, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. having the right equipment does remove barriers and kind of having the right tool for the job. I think back to, you know, like the, an analogy of a plumber. You hire this plumber to come over and he can change out a faucet very quickly, efficiently, without breaking anything, and the experience, which mm -hmm. is the main point, is intact and great, where, you know, I could try and do that, and I may not have the special wrench that folds sideways to go up into a little tiny little hole to, to spin it, yeah. and it'll take me the better part of the, the day, and, and maybe I damaged something, did it wrong, and I still have to call the plumber anyways. And so equipment does matter. It, it matters It matters the most, I feel, not just to the artistry, but secondly, to the experience that your clients have with you when you do have mm -hmm. the right equipment. I think it's get the tools to do the job. And I think, you know, you always hear anybody that speaks at any of the photographic conferences where they say, you know, be careful of having to run out and buy the latest and greatest, whatever came out. The technology is, as we know, is just in the last number of years is just accelerated at light speed. So mirrorless cameras and wireless everything, it's, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it boggles the mind. But this also, I think, if you do your research, can help you identify products and things that set you apart, too. Because if, I think if you really drill down, you know, what's the evolution going to be? I think that, you know, what I find is everybody's got the cell phone. And so when mm -hmm. somebody comes in and they sit down with me, I said, you know, what do you need me for? You got this thing here. Everybody's got this. And did you ever print anything off of this? And most people say no. So in the world in which we live, where you're actually making prints that you put on display in your home or your office, that's a big deal in this day and age. That's a big deal. And I call that intentional photography. We're doing this intentionally with an end result that we're going to put it on display. I think the biggest disservice is, you know, a lot of, and this is not taken away from somebody that's starting off, but a lot of people get started, they'll, for a couple hundred bucks, they'll give you all the digital images. Well, you know, are they color corrected? Are they cropped? Are they retouched? And are they produced? And, and what I say is when somebody looks at, you know, the work that's right here behind me, it's like, I have to be able to produce something that you can't. 
It's just that simple. That's what I tell my clients. It's like, that's why you hire me. Um, right. You can't, you can't get this anywhere else. So that, I think that's a really critical component. Absolutely. I, I love that. I love that. So as we are, are getting towards the end here, I have one, one final question for you, Craig. And again, this is, this is again, thinking back, because you've just been in this industry so long and, and you have so much value to give us. So I'm kind of mining, you know, one little chunk at a time. Just drill it down, <laughs> drill it down. But think back to, a, you know, in your photography business, what what was one piece of advice that a mentor or someone gave you that moved the needle that you can share with everyone here at Selling Photography? What's one thing that moved the needle? I think, well, something I, I hit on was be careful of running out and buying you know, the next best thing that just got invented for photography. You know, learn to use the tools that you have and learn to use them well. And I know that for a lot of people that are not, I'm not a, I'm not a tech guy. I'm really not. My son works in the business, Sean, and he is, he's a great photographer and he teaches me a lot. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite as technical as Sean is. And I think there's a lot of people that might agree that, Hey, I'm not, I'm not all that technical, but learn what you can do with your camera. Learn what your lenses can do. I mean, if photography is specifically your thing, then be better at what it is that you do. There's a saying I have that is my philosophy is I have to be the best me for me before I can be the best me for you. And I apply that to my business, to my life, to who I am, to my marriage with my wife, Amy. I have to be the best me for me. And so that's a challenge to the listeners to say, how can you be the best you at what you do so that you can be the best you for your clients? Yeah. Oh man, I I th- I think that's we should leave it at that because <laughs> that that's huge. We have Thank to you. be we have to be the best versions of ourselves and we have to be authentic is kind of what I hear in that also and not trying to copy paste whatever just inspired us on a, on some social media story or something but instead navigate in this journey we're all in in the photography industry and find the authenticity that resonates with yeah. you and I think success is just going to follow that. If you're passionate and you're enthusiastic, that leads to trust. Yes. And when it leads to trust, people do business they know, they like, and they trust. So we'll leave it at that. I love it. Well, Craig, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with all of us. And uh, I'll put in the show notes for everyone how you can connect with Craig if he wants to be found. <laughs> That'll be there for you. But Craig, just thank you so much for your time and wisdom and, and just good words. I appreciate all you do, Tavis. And thanks for having me on. Yeah. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Selling Photography with Tavis Guild, sponsored by Guild Canvas Company, a luxury line of museum-quality canvases for photographers, hand-painted and easy to clean. Go to guildcanvas.com and click Become a Client to get started.